Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke real and you can tell so why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff that's right and if you're looking to upgrade any meal any meal try right brand bacon that's called right brand bacon you won't regret it experience bacon the right way you are listening to the dan patrick show on fox sports radio hope you had a great weekend more importantly i hope all the moms in your life had a great weekend gang's all here ready to go best and worst of the weekend get to your phone calls coming up We'll uh, dive into DK Metcalf's performance over the weekend. Ran a 10-3, 100-meter dash. Otto Bolden, NBC Sports, NBC Olympics track and field analyst was on the call. And Otto will join us coming up here in a moment. Reggie Miller will join us coming up next hour. We'll talk about Zion Williamson. Is he officiated the way Shaq was officiated? Zion's out for the year. Well, not much left in the year with a broken ring finger. Luka Doncic, is he complaining too much? And the incredible performances of Steph Curry down the stretch. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. McLove and the poll question today. By the way, you can watch this show on Peacock all three hours. That's our streaming service. And you can listen on iHeartRadio, Premier. And uh, Fox Sports Radio, The Dan Patrick Show. Yes, McClellan. Okay, whose career would you rather have, Usain Bolt or Tom Brady? We're up to 70% now, Tom Brady. I would rather be the greatest who's ever done something um, in a sport that people care about as passionately as they do with the NFL. Now, he's not famous worldwide, as Usain Bolt is, but I would rather be Tom Brady with seven Super Bowls all right, you got a few gold medals there. Like, would you rather be Usain Bolt or Michael Phelps? Because Michael Phelps has more medals than anybody in the history of the Olympics. Would you rather be Michael Phelps or Usain Bolt? Yes, Pauling? It does feel like uh, Bolt's got greatest runner, sprinter of all time. Phelps has greatest Olympian of all time. Yeah. Like every other sport, they're well under him. It feels that way. But it's swimming, although we've, we all swim and we all run. But there's there's more prestige when you when you walk into the room. If Michael Phelps walks into the room and Usain Bolt walks into the room, who are you more curious about? Who would you like to talk to? Probably Usain Bolt. 
Because what Bolt did, imagine training 15 years to run nine seconds. That's what Bolt describes his career as. My, my goal was to run nine seconds. Yes, McLovin. You're not going to like my Michael Phelps take. Okay. Once you're the fastest swimmer, you win nine gold medals because you're a faster swimmer than the other guys. Like, it's basically one gold medal. That's how swimming... <laughs> and the other thing, too, is swimming is not really open to a lot of people. Like, ask Pat Forty. Like, it's a very small subset of Americans who have access to that kind of training. Well, why am I asking Pat Forty? Oh, because his daughter, I'm sorry, is like an Olympic level swimmer, oh, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 because horse racing. But I just feel like everybody can sprint. Not everybody can swim. Swimming is a very elite sport. Well, but everybody does swim. You can swim. You may not get that training. Doesn't mean you're going to get the training to, you know, run in the Olympics. You have to get training there as well. Yeah, in certain countries. Who do you think it's bothered more? Like if Usain Bolt goes out to like a park and is just working out, mm. you know, dopey dudes come up, can I race? Michael Phelps, if he ever goes to a pool, it must be in, insane. Yeah. Some dopey dad goes, can we uh, do a lap? They both get that. Tom Brady, he doesn't get that when he's out. I still maintain that you need to have a fantasy camp and Usain Bolt is, is going to be there. And so you get to run against Usain Bolt. You know, you just imagine the fantasy camp. You get a picture. Yeah, guys, guys who are you know forty years of age, thirty years of age. I think I suggested that to Usain Bolt a couple of years ago. He didn't take me up on it. Otto Bolden was there. Watch DK Metcalf, the uh, Seattle Seahawks wide receiver, and uh, ran a ten three. Otto, kind enough to join us. Uh, what did you expect from DK Metcalf, Otto? It changed over time. Um, when I saw the play initially. Um, I I think I irked a lot of football fans by saying, oh, okay, big deal, 10-4 guy runs down 10-6 guy, and America goes crazy fastest guy on the planet. And then I started listening to people who I thought knew more than me, like uh, Ronaldo Nehemiah, for example. And, you know, he was a football player, and he obviously had a world record in the hurdles. And he said, oh, you know, DK's going to get destroyed. And I was like, why am I giving DK too much credit? So by the time we went on the air, I said, well, I don't know, 10-6, 10-7. If you had told me this guy was going to run ten three, I'd have said no way. But uh, but he did, and, uh, and and I think he, you know, even though he crosses the line in last, he, he he was the winner yesterday. Well, also I'm looking at his form, uh, out of the blocks. Like this is what you did for a living for a long time, and and you analyze this for a living. So if you're looking at his form, what could you correct, and what do you think is actually possible for DK Metcalf? I didn't see a lot wrong with his form. I, I said when I analyzed the, the start in real time, I said, if you looked at this video, you wouldn't be able to tell, oh, yeah, there's the NFL wide receiver. He looked like a sprinter for most of the race. Uh, one of the things that I said before the gun went off is, my concern is that weight that he carries to be an NFL wide receiver and to have an NFL body is going to show up at some point during the race. Well, it probably showed up at about 80, and when everybody started to decelerate, as all sprinters do towards the end of the race, he was decelerating a lot more than everybody else. He, he probably could have hung on for maybe sixth or seventh, but um, no, his, his form, I wouldn't change a lot, other than he didn't, he didn't relax probably as, as well as a, as a sprinter knows to relax because they know the fatigue is going to come. But no, form-wise, he was fine. I remember Carl Lewis telling me this a couple of years ago. He said he knew that it was, I think, 44 steps. Is that strides? Yeah. Does that sound right? Yeah, for Carl, he'd probably take, uh, 
44, maybe even fewer, yeah. Okay. Uh, and what did Usain Bolt take? Uh, Usain was 42 and a half. <laughs> and what did you use? How many strides? I was 45, 46 on a, on a, on a bad day. <laughs> what was your single best time? 9.86, ran it four times. What is that feeling like? <laughs> you know what? Before I ran sub 10, I had a teammate who had run, John Drummond, who had run 9.9. He was like, yeah, you know, it's like you step into this whole dimension <laughs> and you come out on the other side and you're like, oh, my gosh, you've run under 10 seconds. Now, mind you, when I ran under 10, I was like the eighth or ninth guy to do it. The first time I ran, uh, the first time I ran under ten seconds, which oh by the way was at the Mount Sac relays where DK ran yesterday, it felt like ten oh five or ten ten, and he said, "Oh, you ran nine nine three and I went, "Oh, that's it. Oh, great. So it doesn't it doesn't feel any different to you know to any other good performance. You know you've run fast, but there's no like you know there's no sound barrier to go through. I got you as one of the top. 15, top 15 people have walked this earth who have run this fast. That's pretty cool. I think I'm in the top 50. I mean, you know, look, you know how you, you can't compare errors. It's like trying to compare, you know, guys who used to shoot the three well to what, you know, what we see now in the NBA. Um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm up there still, but um, – I think my I think my skill was being able to run both the hundred and the two hundred pretty well. Paulie, what what do you have, uh, Otto? What, what what what's his time? I got nine eight six, but there's only I got thirteen humans have ever run nine eight six or lower. Oh wow! So Dan, you're right. I'm still in the top fifteen. Yeah. Maybe you should take my job at that, uh, at NBC because I, I certainly should have known that. I didn't think I was in the top fifteen. If D- I thought maybe top twenty. If DK Metcalf called you and said. Give yeah. me some advice, and do you think I could actually do this and make the Olympic team in four years? Oh, I think I think he'd, he'd have a shot. The first thing is that he'd have to be closer to 200 pounds than 235. And you notice when uh, Lewis Johnson asked him yesterday, so, you know, are you going to train more? Like He's like, yo, I got minicamp. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he, knows, he knows who cuts the checks in his life. But, yes, if, if he called me and said in four years, um, I think he'd have a legitimate shot because I, I think he, I mean, obviously he's a freak of an athlete because to carry that weight for that far and run 1036, having trained for what, four or five months, I think is, is, is so amazing. Um, he'd have to lose a lot of weight and he'd have to really train hard, but he certainly, he has the chops, no question. Would you rather be Usain Bolt or Tom Brady have their careers? Oh, Wow. I mean, obviously, my track and field bias is going to show. You know what? They're both pretty equal because both of them have one thing in common. I don't think anybody is going to doubt that they are the greatest of all time in their sport and certainly in, in, in sports, period. So, um, yeah, probably, probably both. <laughs> but I, I think with Bolt, somebody eventually comes along and will be faster than him. I don't know when, but somebody will. It's going to be really hard for somebody to come along and win seven Super Bowls. So I, I, I would rather be Tom Brady. But I will say, if, if Usain Bolt was at a cocktail party and so was Tom Brady, I'm probably more curious about Usain Bolt in some of the things <laughs> that, that I could ask him. Well, I would counter that, Dan, by saying 
that it is go- you know everybody uh, sprinting is not math so you see guys running like nine eight or nine seven you go well that's that's not too far off the record's nine fifty eight <laughs> I am saying to you that the gap between the gap between what they're running now. Yeah. And 958 and 1919, which are both world records, and the gap between whoever has, I don't know, <laughs> four or three Super Bowl rings and Brady is about the same. So don't don't think that the both world records are going anywhere anytime soon. It's going to be a long time before somebody gets there. Trust me. Is there trash talking in sprinting? There used to be in my era. This is the kumbaya generation. They, they don't. They don't actually like each other, but they pretend they do because it's the politically correct era. Um, I have to say, you know, about you know, getting back to DK. I looked yesterday and all weekend for any sign of like superiority. Like he didn't walk into this track meet. Like, yeah, I'm the big Pro Bowl wide receiver. And you guys are mere sprinters. This guy was humble. He, he, you know, he tried to assimilate. He didn't. He didn't even leave after his. He he stayed and watched the entire meeting. I went, my God, I'm a 49er fan since I was born. It's against my religion to like a Seahawk, but I'm gonna follow this guy because I think <laughs> I think he's a re, I think he's a fantastic kid. Are you but, an, are um, you a Niners fan? I am a Niners fan. Grew up watching Montana to Rice and Clark and everybody. Yes, Ronnie Lott, the whole deal. Did you Love try to play football? You know what? When I moved here uh, at 14, my high school, Jamaica High School, which produced some guy named Bob Beeman, um, <laughs> did not have a football team. So I think at the time when I should have like maybe been pulled in that direction, I didn't have anywhere to go. And I stayed in soccer and then eventually went to track. If if we ran the hundred meter today, what would you run? Yeah, uh, probably like eleven one ten oh uh, eleven oh yeah. So we're about even. Oh yeah, we're so even. <laughs> <laughs> we're so even. <laughs> it's great to catch up with you again, Otto. Uh, we appreciate your time. Thank you. Hope you uh, have a great summer. You too, guys. Always good to be on with you. That's uh, Otto Bolden, NBC Sports lead track analyst, Olympic analyst, and uh, one of the top 15 times, 100-meter dash times in the history of the world. (laughs) That's pretty impressive, though. Like, you still have one of the top 13 times in track history. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, you you go under 9-9, you go in a different category. There's a lot of guys who are like in that nine 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 eight, but then nine seven or lower. Yeah, you're down to six dudes. Yeah. And you, <laughs> I, I'm always curious. The guy who can throw 105 miles an hour, the guy who is going to have to hit 105 miles an hour. It to me, it's more impressive to try to hit 105 than to throw 105. Even though there's only a couple of people have ever thrown it that fast, but. You know, it's not like they say, I'm throwing 105 right down the middle. You know, they're they're going to be, you know, setting up inside, outside, high, low, those kind of things. Yeah, Paul. I'm looking at the, you remember, we were on the air during this time when Usain Bolt won the gold medal and won, um, I think it was Beijing. And he started celebrating at the mm-hmm. 80 meter mark. He turned sideways and stopped pumping his arms and looked to the crowd with 20 meters to go. Yep. That was unbelievable. I mean, he left stuff on the table, people thought. 
Yeah, I said that at the time. Like, why wouldn't you run <laughs> faster to try to get a better time? And I had guys in track and field to say, no, he was winning the gold, th- that the time didn't matter. It was more of, look at me. Like, it was his look at me moment. I only I said, need 80 meters. Yes. Yeah. And then he just, like, you shut it down. <laughs> All righty. Bob Baffert's going to join us coming up in about 45 minutes. We'll talk about the Kentucky Derby situation as uh, his horse, the horse that won the Kentucky Derby, Medina Spirit, uh, has been uh, now suspended but not disqualified yet, right? They're waiting for that second blood test or second drug test, the due process here. Is that right, Seton? Uh, you know, I thought that their statement was pretty harsh. It okay, it felt like that, but I'm I'm trying to figure out. And I'm wondering if I was reading it with that tone or if it was actually that harsh. Because part of me was like, well, wait, you still have a B sample to test. Yeah, what is this? You know, we absolutely don't condone that. Of course, you don't condone cheating, but how did, the statement just seemed very heavy-handed. Uh, I, I'm reading here. It says even if uh, Medina Spirit is ultimately disqualified, something that can only happen after a second positive test. Uh, Paramutual wagering is unlikely to be affected here. The last time a Derby winner was DQ'd for a positive drug test was 1968. That was Dancer's image. Well, 68, that the drugs back then? Yeah, well, you know, that was the hate Asbury. (laughs) I saw horses that were just there at Woodstock, you know. Uh, The Kentucky Derby, the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission in 1968 ordered forward pass the horse that crossed the finish line second in the race be considered the winner of the 1968 Kentucky Derby, except for the betting. So the runner-up, Mandaloon, would then be the Kentucky Derby winner. You just couldn't cash in on that if you bet on that horse, and that horse was 25-1. to Let's get a couple of phone calls here, and then we'll take a break. Yes, Paulie. In uh, 97, Baffert had a, a horse in the Derby, and his name was uh, Full of Steroids. Was the name <laughs> of the horse. Not... <laughs> and it didn't get DQ'd. It was a different time. It's actually not true. Oh, not true. No, thank you, Paulie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get sued. I know. This other horse was a polymaxylcephalane. <laughs> you know, the longer, Sky the, the longer a drug, like the more trouble you're in, the oh, longer a drug is. The more syllables? Yes. Yeah. When, when you know, beta methodocene. That horse's moderate to severe plaque psoriasis is cleared up. The horse, is wearing, the horse is wearing a tank top before the race and Oakley's. It had like a tattoo around, like a band around its arm. Yes, McLovin. I looked up the history of uh, equine <laughs> drug testing. Yeah. It goes back to 460 BC, where some horses were fed human flesh to run faster, according to Wikipedia. And then real drug testing started in the 1920s in America. That's how they used to give them cocaine and other stimulants to run. So this has been around a whole century. Horse racing doping is a big deal. Yes, Paulie. I think that would work because I was a horse and I saw that they're chopping up humans for to feed me. What's going to happen to me if I don't perform? They're chopping up Nick over there. Somebody's putting out lines and all of a sudden, come on over. Like, how did you get him to snort it? That's what I want to know. All gacked up on that. He's yeah. like, hey, everybody, let's start eating the people. Yeah! <laughs> Imagine if it was pot. 
<laughs> and I got munchies. The race would be going out. He'd be sitting there in the stall, just yeah. zonked out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, come on. Let's go. All right. Yeah, there's a man. It actually explains a lot more why horses do that with their mouth like that. <laughs> I can't feel any mouths on them. Oh, these poor animals, though. How oh, they're mistreated. Uh, all right, we'll take a break, and then we'll come back. Best and worst of the weekend. We'll give you hours. It's uh, 20 after the hour. Bob Baffert, top of the hour. Reggie Miller in an hour from now. Dan Patrick Show. Dan, I know uh, you're excited. You know why I'm I'm excited? I bet your Discover, Discover. card is, is taken at... Uh... 99% of the places in the United States, Seton. Yeah. Yeah, and it's amazing. And you also will get all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. No limit on how much you can earn. Amazing. Even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. So when it comes to Discover, you get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope, I was wrong. Because hmm. then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Oof. Polly. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice, and you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. 
And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. The Hall of Fame trainer Bob Baffert will join us coming up top of the hour. And of course, Reggie Miller. This from uh, Shams, Lakers star LeBron James targeting Tuesday against New York for a return to the lineup from that sore ankle, sources tell. If not Tuesday, Wednesday versus Houston is possible. We'll talk to Reggie about that. Uh, Anthony Davis dropped 42 and uh, the Lakers beat the Suns. Luca got tossed for uh, hitting Colin Sexton right in the Sexton. And uh, yeah, he got it. He complains a lot, Luca does. Now, Zion, to me, has a legitimate beef with the way he's officiated. And it, I don't like that my star player is baitable. And Luca seems to be baited a lot here. And he's got, what, 15 technicals? And once it starts, that's when they start to, I mean, if I can get my, you know, the star player in his own head here. Remember Draymond Green? He was baitable. Now, his job was also to bait you, but he was, Patrick Beverly's job is to bait you. There's certain players, their job is to bait you. Raja Bell, they just, you know, Bruce Bowen, try to get under your skin here. Luca, Luca can't get involved in this. Marcus Smart's another one. Most times getting their shot block this season. Zion Williamson got his shot block 131 times this year. But he's inside most points in the paint this season. It's not Giannis. It's not the Joker. It's Zion. Zion has 1,200 points in the paint. The Joker has under 1,000, as does uh, the Greek Freak. Zion was had had his shot block 131 times. And then it's Colin Sexton with 87 and R.J. Barrett with 82. Stat of the day, stat of the day, that, that. stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what stat of the day. Top. And he's out for the season with that broken ring finger, but he's officiated differently. The last time you saw somebody officiated like this, it was Shaq. And that's what... You know, the Pelicans have been saying front office coach. He's I, and I will say Zion took the high road. He said, I look forward to the day when I, I earn these calls. He didn't criticize and it, he didn't have to pay any money here. 
But David Griffin, who uh, is their president or you know, one of their CEOs or GMs, he came out and he got, I think he got slapped for $50,000. But that's a smart 50 grand because you want to back Zion. You want to be there with him and say, look, you're, you're, you know, officiated in a different way. And he is. Because when you watch, Zion just wants to get, if he gets the shot up, gets it blocked, he's so quick at getting back up again. And that's where he scores. So he almost goes in going, you may get it, but I'm going to get it again and I'm going to score. And that's, that's his mindset. That's the logic of, you know, how he goes about. He doesn't get style points. He just gets points. Yeah, McLovin. Maybe they need like an enforcer irritant yeah. to, yeah, to help wondered. him out, like a Rodman. Or... Yeah, I wondered about that. Well, you're not going to find Rodman's. No, uh, he was just the best at what he did. I, he, was a, he was a great player, and, and, and he, was, he was an irritant. He wasn't an enforcer because Dennis didn't want to fight you. But there are guys who, like Rasheed Wallace, you could get under his skin. Uh, Draymond, you could get under his skin. And, and then they were a detriment to their team. Luka can't get, he, he's, he can't be drawn into this. Like He's got to be better about this. Now, I know he's young, but all right, you're going to get banged around. You're the star player. You know, guys are going to rough you up a little bit. But I, I think you've got to, like, what is he taught? He's uh, the uh, executive vice president of back, basketball operations. Correct. Yeah, David Griffin. Yeah, Paul. If you look at Zion's second season, 61 games played, 33 minutes a game, 27 and 7. Yeah. Uh, nothing wrong with it. Remember last year was all a lot of managed minutes, a lot of no back to backs. Yeah, that was didn't seem to be a factor at all this year. He has he I I didn't think he would be this great this soon. I and I even said this when when he was drafted. I said if he can match the numbers that Julius Randle puts up, I would be thrilled with that. He's only twenty, and Julius Randle, by the way, is a very good player. He's improved himself greatly, and. So that I wasn't that far off, but Zion has outsurpassed uh, what I thought that he was able to accomplish because he doesn't have that legitimate jumper. You know, it's a set shot. Although you got to respect it because you know he can get to the hoop on you. So you know, I'll let you take the shot, but if he starts to hit that at a, a high percentage, then he you know he's just going to be unstoppable, and he might be unstoppable now. I just don't know if he has a go-to move other than I get in the paint and try to deal with it's like Barkley where you go how is that guy at that size doing those things and there's a little bit of that when I watch Zion yeah Paul and Julius had a much slower start Julius Randle his second year in the league in comparison to Zion's 27 points Julius Randle averaged 11 points 10 rebounds started 60 games same as Zion at age 21 but what is he averaging now? He's up to uh, 24 points, 11 rebounds, and uh, 7 assists. Yeah, so that's what I said. If he can match what Julius Randle does, then I'd be thrilled. And he's, he's pretty close to it. Yes, McLevin. But I am seeing Randle, one of these 73 names mentioned as the who should be get MVP consideration. No. That's a new thing this year. This guy should get MVP consideration. Yeah, we have to limit it to like three or four. If we want to have this conversation... It feels like there's 15 guys up for the MVP. The Joker's winning the MVP. That's it. It's already done. But if you want to include Chris Paul, great. If you want to say his value to his team, yes, I have no problem with that. But, you know, we feel like, oh, the Joker, is he really that good? It's like the European thing a little bit, though. Well, I think, I think people would be fine if Luka won the MVP. I think they have more of a problem. When you watch the Joker... 
you just feel like you've seen this guy before at the Y, where you go, yeah, yeah, he seems pretty good. Fundamentally sound, and he passes and can shoot. Yeah, all right. Yes, Todd. And he always looks like he just got punched in the nose. His cheeks don't get flushed or anything, but just his nose gets all bright red like he just took an elbow two seconds ago. Yes, McLovin. Are you not tempted to make a Steph Curry MVP case because you called it earlier in the year and he's getting like much higher up in the rankings now? You got to make the playoffs, I, I think. Look, he's, to me, every night. Like, it's been amazing. I mean, he's averaging almost 32 points a game, but when you want, everybody knows he's going to shoot. The degree of difficulty with Steph Curry, nobody is close to that. And and you know what? Paulie said something to me earlier this morning, because he knows that I'm fascinated with Steph Curry. He's at his best when he dribbles more than 10 dribbles. He shoots 52% from three-point range when he dribbles more than 10 times. Like, he's got to get you off balance. He doesn't do... There's no catch and shoot. It's, I got to get you off balance to get this shot off. Yes, he... Is this a reaction to when we had we had Damian Lillard on last yeah. week? Was that last week, two weeks ago, something like that? Last, and he's yeah. talking about um, great shooters yeah. and quality of shots. And if he had gotten easier looks like other people get, then he would probably... Steph doesn't get easy looks. I mean, Damian Lillard doesn't get easy looks either. Clay Thompson gets good looks. He does. But, I mean, I, Steph, is, Steph is fascinating. Then these aren't easy shots. It's not like you go, boy, that's a, that's a 35-footer. That's a tough enough shot. He's got two guys who are on him, shadowing him, a guy who's obviously taller than him, and he just he pulls and rips, man. God. Yeah, McLeod. So like Joe Harris on the Nets is leading the league at 48% from three, but I got to assume those are easier threes than yes. Steph. Yes. Talk about catch and shoot. Joe Harris would have, hey, I got Kyrie, Harden, and Durant to worry about, depending on who's on the floor. I'll just stand over here. Maybe they'll forget about me. It's like, uh, oh, wait, who forgot Joe Harris is over there? And then he can hit, hit the three. Uh, Kurt in Ohio. Hi, Kurt. Best and worst of the weekend. Hey, Kurt. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Dan? Good, Kurt. What do you have? Uh, I'm going to make it fast because I got a bunch. Best, best and best of the weekend. Best of the weekend, everybody up at The Ohio State University. My girl just got out of her appointments cancer-free. Yay, yay, yay. Yeah. The other thing is, finally, watching sports on TV and seeing fans back in the stands, we might be getting back to normal. And I also wanted to touch on, you were talking about seeing these athletes race in person. I was at the 96 Olympics, and I saw the finals. And watching Michael Johnson and these guys run, it is insane to actually watch these people. To see a human being run that fast is absolutely amazing. And on the poll question, I, I would go with Usain Bolt because not only – that you're the fastest person on, in the world. He was beloved not only by his entire country, but frankly, a lot of the world was rooting for Usain Bolt. Yeah, so I agree. I'm going to go with I'd rather be the fastest man in the world. All right, and congrats on your daughter, Kurt. That's great news. Yeah, I said Tom Brady because somebody eventually comes along. Like there's a new fastest guy in the world. He's not as fast as Usain Bolt, but there's a guy who's the fastest guy in the world. Tom Brady is still the slowest quarterback, but he is the best quarterback. 
and he's got seven Super Bowls. So I, you know, it would be him. Absolutely. All right. Uh, best and worst of the weekend. Todd, I'm going to start with you. Back left. Best and worst. Best of the weekend, Russell Westbrook ties the big O. Oscar Robertson, Saturday night for most career triple-doubles, and then leads them to victory of the Pacers in OT. 33 points, 19 boards, 15 assists, two blocks, including a clinching block at the end of overtime. Yeah. Worst of the weekend, the Nationals waste a great outing by Max Scherzer at Yankee Stadium, Saturday Strikes out 14, gives up only two hits and a walk. Pinstripes took it 4-3-11. Scherzer joins Nolan Ryan, the big unit, Clemens, and Pedro as the only pitchers to strike out 10 or more at least 100 times. McLovin? My best is the movie Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. And oh, I, 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 yeah. Is it on Netflix now? Or? Uh, Prime, uh, Amazon Prime, you can rent it, I know. Oh, okay. It, it's not a Netflix movie. Uh, I can't tell you anything about it without giving away too much. Now, understand that Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul, he actually had an intruder in his home in real life. Yeah. And, and he encountered a, a real-life situation here and then right. they made a movie out of it uh as well and you know it's funny about him you know better call Saul bob Odenkirk. he started out as a saturday night live writer and now mm. he's an action hero what a career i really loved it it was great uh the worst is i don't know if you guys saw this story so francisco lindor and jeff mcneil on the nets on uh, mets sorry got in a fight and afterwards lindor said that they uh there was a big hubbub because they saw a rat in the hallway and it turns out that all indications are he just made that up and they actually got two teammates got in a fight that made up right after the game. It's the most bizarre story. Uh, and they basically said, made up the story of a giant possum or a rat got into the clubhouse. <laughs> but it really was they were just getting in a fight. I don't know. You kind of had to be there. I, I, I have. Uh, but you weren't there. I wasn't there. Yeah. I hate, I kind of hate the Mets just like I hate the Knicks. It's a Philly fan thing. I, I hate the Mets. So I just tried to get them in there. Thank you, McLovin. Seton, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, my best of the weekend is Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> thinking he misses the cut, flies home. Only, hey, uh, buddy, better turn around and head back. And then he ends up winning uh, like two hundred and thirty grand or something like that. Yeah, he, bad. he had to rent a, a private plane to fly back <laughs> to the Wells Fargo that was won by Rory. That's pretty hilarious. Um, and then my actually most fascinating of the weekend is, I know we haven't really done much on this story because it seems like it's dead, but there's still three teams holding on to the Super League in Europe. <laughs> Real Madrid, <laughs> uh, Juventus, and Barcelona are still like, uh, no, we're full steam ahead. Let's do this. That is fascinating. But their fan bases don't have a problem with this. Um, no, I don't know. I think they probably do. I know that a couple, at least one of those clubs is in real financial trouble. They have like some serious finances. Real. Real. All finance. <laughs> Paulie Best. Somebody better Barcelona them some money. Oh! Hey-o. That a boy? Yeah. Well, if you got a Liverpool of money. Then- oh! There you go. Oh. Wow. I'll Chelsea, you there. Oh! Last call. Last call. Manchester, that was good. But, um, You're full. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. We, we're so funny yeah. to yeah. ourselves. Yeah. No we're, one else. We're Birminghamming it up. Uh, it's the Navy team. I don't Birmingham. know. Birmingham. Yep. Yes, Paul. Deep dive there. Uh, FCS playoffs, Dan. South Dakota State 33-3 over Delaware to make the final. And then a great game. Sam Houston versus Jay Madison. Houston. 38-35. So the final next week for her tune-in skills. 2 p.m. Eastern on 5-16, May 16th. South Dakota State versus Sam Houston for the FCS football title. We'll take a break. Uh, More phone calls coming up. Bob Baffert at the top of the hour here on the Dan Patrick Show.
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, Turns out, nope, I was wrong. Hmm. Because then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Paulie. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice, and you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right-brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right-brand bacon. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or, I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well... 
If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. I saw this in Peter King's column this morning. He talked about Deshaun Watson's next football team. He says, if he's free to play football unencumbered by legal issues in 2022, here are the odds on Deshaun Watson's next football team. He's got a tie at the top. Two teams, three to one odds. Philadelphia, a likely need, plus Eagles are in a perfect position to deal with three first-round picks. Carolina is the other one. David Tepper would find the resources to do a deal. And that means you would have a one-off with uh, Sam Darnold there in Carolina. Washington, that's the team, in my opinion, because I think you're a great quarterback away from being a great team. Uh, The major need is there, and uh, so would be the will to make a deal. Denver, high-stakes QB division, Broncos, a distant fourth at that position, uh, Houston is next at eight to one, but he says, I can't see him staying new Orleans also in there. Miami is in. <laughs> Why is it that we keep hearing Miami? It's almost like San Francisco with Jimmy Garoppolo. Hey, he's our quarterback. Hey, Tom, do you want to come in? Hey, Aaron, would you like to come in? Hey, Trey Lance, come on in. This is what we're doing with Tua Tonga Vailoa. He's only been there a year. Plus he was hurt by Joe Burrow. And Justin Herbert playing so well that I think the expectation level has been ramped up. Uh, Minnesota, Peter has in there as a long shot. I don't see that. I think Kellen Mond makes more sense that you get a guy on that rookie contract. I Like, I don't want to bring in Watson. And then I also have to bring in everything that goes along with that, including a salary. That's, you know, 40-some million dollars a year. Uh, Pittsburgh is also in there as well. Yeah, McLevin. Yeah, like the Eagles are a rebuilding team. Why bring in a veteran quarterback with that talent around them? Yeah. I see Washington as the team. That That's my thought. Or Carolina. Yes, Paul. If you were Houston, would you look to trade Watson now? You may get a quite a bit less. Oh, I like think for, they are. But for a good offer, or wait till the results come out and get, roll the dice. Because if the investigation goes poorly, you're not going to be able to trade him for anything. If it goes well for you and he's somehow cleared, he's back for you know full price offers. Former player I spoke with over the weekend, and we got around, we were talking about other things, and, and he said, hey, do you think Watson plays this year? And I said, yeah, I get the feeling somewhere, somehow he'll play. And, uh, and, and then I said, how many, how many therapists, that physical therapists, masseuses did you have in your career? And I think he played 11 years. He said, I had the, the same physical therapist masseuse for seven years. I, I, he goes, I had three in my entire career. 
And he said one was because one went on maternity leave. And so I had really two, two real masseuses there. He said that this doesn't make any sense with Deshaun Watson. You know, that, that's why he said even if he's not guilty of some, he's guilty of probably the others just doing the math here. He said it just doesn't make any sense. When you find a great physical therapist, a masseuse, you don't let them go. Like, that's gold. Like, you got to, somebody who knows you, you know them, you trust them, they trust you. And he played 11 years and said, you know, even when I, after seven years, I was heartbroken that I had to lose this therapist, this masseuse. But here's another story that's gone quiet because these things have an ebb and a flow. Like Deshaun Watson, oh my gosh. Now it's quiet. Russell Wilson, oh my gosh, quiet. Aaron Rodgers, oh my gosh, quiet. Now that doesn't mean something doesn't happen. Uh, Russ seems like he's fine in Seattle right now. Aaron Rodgers, it's just quiet. I was told this, that behind the scenes, it's quiet for a reason that they're trying to work this out. Whether it happens or not, I don't, I don't know who takes that first step. Does Rodgers say, I overreacted? I don't see that. Do the Packers say, you know what? We, we take the blame, you know? Does Brian Gutekunst come out and say, look, you know, I'm following the sword here. I mean, he may say privately, hey, we didn't do anything wrong, but I'm going to do this. I mean, sometimes you do this, you know, when you're having an argument with your wife. Like, you know... It's easier, it's better if you somehow find some commonality and you figure it out. You don't go to bed angry. But in this situation, it's quiet, and I think that's, that's positive. If I'm a Packers fan, I think that's positive. Now, watch Aaron Rodgers say, there's no way you know, I'm coming back and trade me as soon as you know, June 1st rolls around. From what I was told, it's quiet for a reason, and that's a good thing. Uh, JJ in Oklahoma. Hey, JJ. Hey, Dan. Thanks for taking the call. Yep. First time, long time. Six one, soft two forty eight. Um, just a couple things on on the Kentucky Derby. I'm a retired racing official. So you guys were mentioning pre race testing. It's very difficult to do. So how you do a post race test is there are blood samples and urine samples drawn. Okay. And from those blood samples, they do what's called a mass spectrometry test. So they can test for thousands of different metabolites within that test. And the issue there is you just don't have enough time to do a day of test or anything like that. In the case of the Medina Spirit um, with the beta methadone, it's a class four medication meaning that it is allowed in a horse's system, but there is a threshold level, which is 10 picograms in the state of Kentucky. He tested at 21. And this is a problem that you have with horses. It's no different than humans. We metabolize different things at different rates, just like horses do. So even though you have a, a withdrawal time, a scheduled withdrawal time on this medication, in order for it to be out of the horse's system, sometimes a horse will metabolize it differently, which could be the situation here with this horse. What question would you ask Bob Baffert? Um, you know, that's a really good question. I would just, um, I mean, obviously he, was, he said he was going to turn over the records to the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission. Um, I, I haven't really thought about that. I do know that Benamethasone, he has had gamine tests positive for before, like he mentioned with, with Pat Forty, but um, 
Yeah, that, that's that's a that's a difficult question for me to ask on what I would like to know from him. You know, from a betting perspective, you guys had mentioned that about having the second place horse of twenty five to one. It's no different than the Astros cheating scandal. I don't think anybody cashed on the Dodgers uh, potentially winning the World Series there. So because it's a paramutual sport and because you're betting against everybody else around you and you're not betting against the house, it's really hard to go back and adjust those payouts. JJ, thank you. I appreciate your time. Thanks for listening. Bob Baffert will join us coming up top of the hour. He said, you know, he hasn't used that drug on this horse before. Or, you know, he didn't say, hey, look, we did this weeks ago and it stayed in the horse's system. Yeah, McClellan. I think I get paramutual now. That guy just explained it. You're not betting as a house. Uh, maybe you guys already knew this. All the bets that come in, the winnings are split amongst the bets. Yes. Uh, so that's why they can't refund it. Yeah. I will find out, you know, how did we get to this point with Bob Baffert? I mean, this is this is the best trainer in history. How do we get here? Are they going to take this Kentucky Derby title away? Also, Reggie Miller will join. we got a busy final hour. Reg will join us coming up as well. We'll take a break. The final hour on this Monday. On the way, Dan Patrick Show. Oh, one more item here. I think we've all had that feeling. You're looking for a job. It's stressful. It takes a lot of time to fill out all those applications. You don't hear back from anybody. Not even sure if they got your application. And then you feel like maybe I just got lost in the shuffle of people applying for the job. Searching for a job is a full-time job. ZipRecruiter knows the general experience of looking for a job and that it's pretty sucky. When you sign up for ZipRecruiter.com, you can create a free profile. You get matched to great jobs, plus a lot more. ZipRecruiter will proactively pitch your profile to employers who whose jobs match your experience. I love it because... Candidates who are invited to apply on ZipRecruiter are nearly three times as likely to get hired. Number one rated job site in the United States. Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com today and experience a better way to find a job. Once again, you go to ZipRecruiter.com right now, sign up. It's absolutely free and let ZipRecruiter do all the work for you. Good luck. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.